Okay, like, okay, it's very niche. Because eh? people travel, so everything is traveling. Yeah, Europeans no, come here and they get very cold. You should fucking go there and buy the, buy the ski gear there. No, but traveling stuff, with all the like, skiing you, you gear. You can't live with that stuff in South Africa, man. I have one jacket that I cannot wear here. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. You should just go and either rent it over there or something. <laughs> anyway, yes, um, this is episode 38 of the Overclock Podcast, South Africa's most high-tech tech podcast. High-octane tech podcast. Sorry, I messed it up. I'm Lindsay Shooters, Sharpshooters on on all of social media and I'm joined as always with my friend by my friend and he sometimes pays me for writing things for him his <laughs> name is Gavin Dudley how are you doing uh, very good very good very good very good so Gavin big story yeah broke yesterday mm. Google pulled the plug on Huawei and its Android connection so Huawei is no longer part of the open handset alliance so Huawei does not benefit right. from Play Store integration, Google service integration. Okay. Um, so the, the, the broader context, just for the for the listeners, maybe not up on all things current affairs, you know that for a long time Donald Trump has had it in for a Huawei generally as a company. It's arrested their executives in Canada. It's refused to have any Huawei equipment in South Africa. It's been trying to squeeze their phones out of the market. Now they're busy negotiating in China and there's kind of all sorts of friction going on. It's getting pretty ugly in places. And then suddenly this bombshell, which I must say I never saw coming, okay? okay. I, I didn't see no it one saw this either. coming. I where, where I think what's happened, as I understand it as a layperson, is that because Android would technically be a supplier to Huawei to make its phones work, no American company can now supply Huawei as a company. So that's yes. what I understand is going on. Yes, so the US banned all Huawei and Huawei affiliate businesses. So they're going to be stripped out of the 4G network. Okay. The LTE network. Right. The Huawei components can be stripped out of the LTE network. So, uh, you know, so the bottom line is that Huawei's phones that are in the market now yes. with Android are all fine. Yes. But Until they need a software update. Right. <laughs> so, so they're being cut off from the Android network of support, basically. Um, so they'll go on working, and that's fine, but they won't get security upgrades for one thing. And no new Huawei phones will run Android yes. as things stand today. Um, then, yeah, that's that's about it. So all future Huawei phones will not have Play Store integration. Um, they could probably still use uh, the Android open source project, which is kind of like a fork that's not supported by Google. Okay. So Google just releases the kernel. Yeah, so, so bits of Android have always been available completely freely yeah. and open source, so people have built other stuff around yeah, it. Yeah, so you, you can make an Android thing fit your point of sale device or yes. something yes. like you can use the, the AOS. Just because the, the, the main core of the programming code is available completely free. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a backdoor. I mean, you could get yourself a Mate 30, hypothetically, and flash a custom recovery, which mm. means routing your phone and voiding your warranty. It's all very technical. <laughs> well, it's less technical than it sounds, but it can be scary for new new, new um, mm. And then for installing a custom ROM, which is the read-only memory, which is the operating system. That means so it, it overwrites the very fundamental middle of what Huawei installed on the phone to make the phone work. You're going to overwrite that now yes. with something you've downloaded. Yes, that some developer has slaved over. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, XDA is the big XDA.com yeah. or XDAdevelopers.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One or two others, yeah. Yeah, it's the big repository. You can get something on GitHub as well. There was a Cryonos or something like that as well. Uh, yeah. they, they do Cyogen. Oh, mod. Cyogen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, that's, that's one of the, the, big, mm. the big custom, custom ROMs. And then you just sideload Google Apps. Right. Um, which is because I mean when you when you're flashing a custom recovery your phone is pretty much starting from nothing yes you build it up yeah mm. it's a whole new software that it's on and then you can load that up with if someone was clever enough to develop 
the Google apps to suit that mm. that operating system that you're running. Yeah. Um, then you can load that, and that's how you can get in. But so that's all further down the road. Mm. I don't think a lot of people are going to do this. I think this is terrible for Huawei mm. uh, because, yeah, no one's going to so want to touch them again, now. Again, again, I mean, understand the context here. The context here is that Microsoft Windows came to dominate the world because it was very copyable and released and made compatible with absolutely everything. So every Dell computer, every Hewlett Packard, Microsoft Windows would run on it. And that's how Microsoft Windows grew to, you know, 90% market share back in the day. That's the same story that happened for Android. So Apple was out there on a little island on its own. Yeah. And Android made the most highly compatible operating system and gave it away for free. So it just ran on everything. That allowed the smartphone world to expand because everyone could develop an app like Uber and you only have to develop it for Android and know that everyone will be able to use it yes. or WhatsApp or anything like that. You just develop for Android and you have instant, you know, massive market, you know. Now, I think companies like Samsung and Huawei and others have looked at Apple and went, hmm, if we developed our own operating system, maybe we could build something really kick-ass yes. and extremely good because we could tie it closely to our hardware and we wouldn't have to be dependent on Google and Android for making our phones work. We would have our own operating system. The downside there, of course, is you wouldn't be able. You'd have to build an entire app store and stock it with WhatsApp, yeah. Uber, and everything which, else. You know, which which they have done. Which, which Samsung and Huawei and LG, mm. to a lesser extent, have done already. I know in China, Huawei doesn't run with the Google Play Store because Play Store is, is yes, banned illegal in China. there. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they, they well set up for this. But yeah. I don't think there's room in the market for... For a another, fragmentation of yeah, operating, operating system. system yeah. Okay, it's, it's interesting. I've always thought, though, that if 90% of the world ends up running Android phones, it's just like Windows. It becomes a weakness. It becomes a single point of failure. Yeah. When you discover that glaring security flaw in Android, basically 90% of the world is simultaneously all exposed. Yes. So that that's, you know, in, in, in human genetic terms, it's always very dangerous to have that sort of uniformity. Um, but like we, we discussed, no one today is really ready to roll out their own operating system. Not yeah. Samsung, not Huawei, not anyone else, as far well, as we Samsung know. Samsung already, they have, they have the, the So there Tizen. is this core Tizen, yeah. that's right, which so was running run on some of their wearables yeah. and their TVs and well, so on. Huawei yeah. also run a custom software on their wearables. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I, I don't think this is good for anybody. I don't think this is good for freedom yeah. <laughs> of choice. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't absolutely. think this is good for Google. It's not a good look for Google. I yeah, don't. not at all. I, I think Google is betting on this stuff calming down and not getting as extreme as it sounds yeah. right now. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think it's great for consumers. But anyway, Gavin, mm. that is seven minutes that we spent on that. We are well over time on this segment. Oh, on the already, okay. Yes, yes, can yes. I Can I just throw in the yes, last yes. thing, which is directly related, adjunct to what we're discussing? So on Thursday last week, I went to the launch of a brand new TV brand in South Africa called Skyworth. I only make these trips to Joburg if I genuinely believe the company is coming to market with something genuinely interesting. Yeah. And this is a Chinese TV brand that actually has an extensive network. They've got a, a, a big fabrication plant already set up in Joburg. They can crank out 300,000 TVs on they their two bought, production they bought, lines. They bought up the old Sinotech. Sinotech, that's yeah, right. production yeah. lines. Um, and they're making all the right noises about bringing a really good quality, affordable... TV set to the South African market, which we've struggled with because it's really been a three-way race. They're running OLED panels, eh? Well, yeah. they got OLED as well and and the regular. Um, they're very proud of their OLED panels. Their 65-inch top, top, top of the range OLED is 40 grand, thereabouts. So, I mean, we don't have 40 grand right yeah. now, but for a 65 
um, inch OLED panels, pretty good price. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested in their, their lower end models, you know, around the seven and eight grand mark and so on. However, and this is my point, it runs the Android operating system. Ah. So here's another Chinese company now dependent on Android to run its entire TV system. What if this trade war with China and America just expands to include all these other well, problems? Well, hopefully Skyworth don't have any networking um, oh, <laughs> components. No, but they totally, well... That they supply to no, the US I, I and that the US think the that they are spying on them. I mean, I think, I mean, I think the US just decided to target Huawei as the spy thing. Their main thing is leverage over China. So however they achieve leverage over China, the Huawei is just the name of the game today. Tomorrow they're going to pick someone else, you know? But anyway, this yeah. is all forcing everybody to just buy an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> an iPhone problems. made in China, which might not be made in China for much longer, the way it's going. <laughs> yes, made I mean, in India. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is the kickback, is that is that the Chinese factories could refuse to produce Apple products, which will drive their cost base up. Um, you know, it might not stop the Apple love that's going on all over the world, but certainly the manufacturing will be thrown into disarray, which is one of Apple's biggest, strongest points, is yeah. extreme extreme strength and, and uh, resilience through the supply chain. So we'll see how that goes. What else you got for us? But anyway, uh, let's go down to our Take A Lock Tech Treasure, mm -hmm. which this week is keyboard. So I've been testing the iPad Air, which then doesn't work with my 9.7 Pro's keyboard that I have for it. Because um, it's, it's bigger. Oh, you mean it doesn't fold onto it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it doesn't, okay, so it doesn't fit the keyboard that I, yeah. I see, I see. Okay, yeah. right, okay. So I just happen to have a Zag keyboard laying around that mm. has a little, it's developed for the 12.9 okay. um, iPad Pro, quite, actually. I like Zag, actually. So generally. it's like a, it's like mm. full-size keyboard, which okay. is great. All right. Um, but then I realized something that the Bluetooth um, codec that Zag uses mm. is not very well integrated with mm. Apple, actually, because there's a bit of lag when you type. No, which that's I've, no good. Which that's I haven't no experienced good. on my Bridge Air keyboard, which I have with my pair to my, no. uh, I, my actual this, iPad. This is a bridge here, right? Yes, this is the I'm bridge looking at right yeah. here. Yeah. It's mm. like this, it's like a aluminum thing. It makes your iPad look like a, a MacBook. Yeah, 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 Infected. it's all very classy. Yeah. And it's great, mm. it's got chiclet keys, well-spaced, backlights. Firm brackets stuff. and so on, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the Zag thing has this little folio fold, right? Um, okay. And it props the thing up nicely. Right. Pairing is fast. Um, okay. It doesn't like you don't lose pairing at all. Right, right. Uh, but, but just yeah, the, but the, the lag. laggy on the keys. That's yeah, laggy on the that keys. That would freak me out completely. <laughs> oh no, no. not like consistent. It's just you like you sure it's not battery power. Sometimes when Bluetooth devices I've are low on battery, full, they freak out a little on bit. green. Uh, okay. Yeah. And mm. yeah, my, my Logitech K810, mm. um, which I use for my deck station, I've also mm. pay, paid to this thing when I'm working in mm. office, um, works fine. Okay. VGA keyboard works fine. Um, even this little VOIA, mm. off-brand thing works fine. Just a Zag. Mm. And I used, to, I used to really recommend Zag. Yeah. So that got me thinking, Gavin. Yeah. If you were to buy a Bluetooth keyboard right now, right. bugger those wireless things where you need a little dongle uh, that take okay. up a USB port full-on Bluetooth keyboard, mm. what are you buying? Mm. So, here's the thing. I mean, I always believe in investing in your peripherals. I think you underestimate how much your body goes through hammering on keys and sw swinging your mouse around. I really believe you must invest in good quality peripherals. Um, that often means paying four or five times as much as the cheapest one. Most people just go with the cheapest one. I would strongly recommend you look at the build quality and, the, and some of the sort of hidden features of the higher end stuff. So I wasn't really looking at keyboards to go with tablets and stuff like that. I was thinking more along the lines of the desktop PC, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
um, I believe in ergonomic keyboards. For me, there are only two brands that, that take it seriously, and that's Microsoft and Logitech. And of the two, I much prefer the Microsoft experience. Now, it's really weird because most people don't even associate Microsoft with hardware. To me, Microsoft hardware and mouses are the bee's knees. Yes. I won't operate without them. Um, so, so let me uh, tell you what's going on in my view here. The cheap-ass, more affordable keyboard. If you just want to buy a keyboard that you're going to use all day in the office, but you want a little bit of ergonomic support, you want the Sculpt Comfort keyboard. So that's got one of these strange, wavy shapes in front of you. It's not all just a square-cut keyboard like the usual. It's got a strange, wavy shape. And that's 680 Rand, the Microsoft Sculpt Comfort keyboard. Um, but you'll find it will easily outperform your regular run of the mill oh, keyboard. Um, if you want a combination, you can have then an ergonomic mouse and keyboard, which would be the Microsoft 550 Wireless Comfort Desktop Set for 1,000 Rand. It's a mouse and keyboard, slightly different model keyboard. That's the kind of thing that does it for me. So I'm all about portability uh -huh. and connecting to numerous, like switching between different devices. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm like on the laptop, and then I'm on the deck station, and then I'm on the right. iPad. Multi-device. Yeah, mm. multi-device, and the best thing for that, it's very pricey, but it is the best. <laughs> so I, I'm I have, so I not have, surprised, Lindsay Shooters. I have the Logitech K810 mm. at home, but okay. there is a new model which okay. has superseded it, which is the Logitech K811. Right. So does this thing attempt to clamshell with a tablet, or is it no, just a keyboard? No, it's just a it's standalone just a keyboard. keyboard. Right, okay. It's a little but flat, but I mean... Oh, right. Okay, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. The so, blue plastic one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like a two-tone job. Yeah. Um, the, the 811 is mm. mainly solver with a black strip on the top. Mm. It can connect to three devices yeah. mm. um, via Bluetooth. Uh, you can switch. There are three keys that mm -hmm. you can switch through quickly between, between these yeah. three, de three devices. Um, it's it's not the biggest keyboard. It's about the same size as you'd get on like a 14, 15 inch laptop. Okay, has that got square uh, keys or round keys? Uh, it's got rounded corners, okay. but little island chiclet style, okay, okay, okay. style keys. Okay. It's got backlighting. It runs on its own battery. It recharges via USB. Um, battery lasts you about six months sometimes. Yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing. If you have issues about battery life, don't. The technology around sipping power in your portable keyboard has mm -hmm. gotten so good that um, actually keyboards can last months at a time yeah. without either being recharged or having their batteries replaced. Yeah, and that is currently 13% off on Take A Lot. Okay. Um, and it is now the handsome price. It's normally 3,000 Rand. Now <gasps> it is 2,600 Rand. Sharp intake I, of breath. <gasps> I say, say the model you, number again. The Logitech K811 Easy Switch Keyboard. But I promise you, if you switch between devices on the regular, this will save you does, so much time and effort. Does that keyboard hold up your tablet? No, your it phone? doesn't. It doesn't. So, okay, so you'll need a cover that then holds up your keyboard and yes. phone if you want to type. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. All right, yeah. okay. Um, on, on the cheaper side, uh, not really anything. I just love that device so much. Yeah, yes, okay. I know how it is when you have your, your favorite <laughs> picks. For me, it's the ergonomic <laughs> Microsoft keyboards. It's like... You know, no argument there. <laughs> um, one other thing you can look out for, the name, the model number now escapes me, is the Logitech solar-powered keyboard. So if you're the kind of person who worries about oh batteries, then you don't have to worry about that. It's solar-powered, it just keeps running all the time, and you don't have to be concerned. <laughs> I'll just bring that up, throw that in there. But just a couple okay. of, like, keyboard tips. Mm. Um, so I've, I've sat with a couple of ergonomic experts before, mm. and the best way to type is actually... So your desk needs to be, as your elbows fall, like mm. you, your arms bend mm. about 90 degrees mm -hmm. um, and 
those those palm rest things yeah. that's actually the worst thing you can do okay so even you, at the base of the keyboard yeah, yeah. you mm -hmm. kind of want to lift your hand and just have your key, okay, your fingers, fingers on the keys uh, yeah okay yeah that's what you that's what you want to do i must say i'm very much the resting <laughs> the wrist on the, on the thin keyboard <laughs> but then again I, I think we, we we have the same hunt and pick yeah i also like to hammer i hammer really hard yeah it's like i'm like infusing my story with meaning by driving the keys but into also the like what, what got me thinking was at the same time we have the ipad i'm testing the new macbook air uh -huh. um and that has those butterfly keyboards yep. which i don't yep. mind too much yep. i mean for touch typing it is good okay and for my style typing right. it is also good. i really like keys but yeah it's just so unsatisfying yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. the gold standard for laptops is the thinkpad keyboard yep, there you go there you go <laughs> i mean yeah for those who don't know uh, the original uh, IBM black laptops that made a huge hit in the corporate world all because of their keyboards were just so beautifully designed and you know it's been diluted over yeah. time but the original ThinkPad IBM ThinkPad laptop keyboards which are now the Lenovo ThinkPads mm. and then Logitech Logi um, Lenovo have stayed true to that they're bringing those keyboards to a lower price tier now Ooh, they've launched excellent. a new I forget what the model uh, code I is I shall look out yeah, for that but they, they are ThinkPad mm. I think uh, it's like Think something it's, yeah but they like kind of diluted the, the ThinkPad so I mean, again, and bringing it at a cheaper price point, so you don't have to get like the X1 carbon or right, know, right. You get that value. Things, okay. Yeah. So here's here's the tip. I mean, people insist on buying laptops on specs and on price and all this. If you can possibly get a chance to try your laptop out before you yes. buy it, nothing will be more frustrating than squishy keys or keys that don't work for you. Try your laptop keyboard out before you put your money down, if at all possible. Yeah, and that's, that's that's it for me, uh, Gavin. What's happening with you? Um, no, I'm afraid we have nothing to report at this time. We're following this a while, we think quite closely now. And we're watching the, the Skyworth TV story unfold. We'll be putting up some posts on that. And we'll be featuring those TV sets shortly in our magazine. Yeah, I did a full report as best as I could as the news broke about the Android, the Huawei Android thing. Mm. Um, that's up on thatopinionguy.co.za. Mm. Um, yeah, MacBook Air review incoming, iPad Air review incoming. That's actually a nice one. I've been mm. I've just started finishing off the review mm. text. I'm going to do a nice video about that. Right. Like versus the old iPad Pro. Um, and I'm hoping you'll be writing us a short piece on if you were going to use your tablet yes, as a drawing yes, tool. Yes, yes, this is actually the that? best time to do that. I, I don't really rate Lindsay Shooters as much as an artist. <laughs> I mean, uh, by that I mean a visual artist. No, by that I mean a, a person who draws on their tablet as an artist. But it, Thank I know you he'll for be the person. Me, Gavin. I know he's the person who will investigate <laughs> what it takes to turn your tablet into a great drawing tool. And as always, tell a friend about this podcast if you like it. Share it. Shout it to the heavens, even if it's at a little cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it all helps. I'm Lindsay. I am Sharpshooters, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S, across all of social media. And that's me. And our podcast is called Overclocked. The way to figure out how to spell overclocked is there's no vowels except the O at the beginning. Yes. All cool. right. We're over and out. Bye. Bye.